Eu quero ser um testemunho. Remove o Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. We are uh, on the 10th of October. 1010. 10th of October. It's 9 a.m. in our Bible study on the second on the second book, Second Kings. And we are on chapter 4, uh, verse 8. All the way, this is a large text, all the way to verse 36. It's 836. And uh, it's about a woman. And uh, it, on the NIV it says, One day Elisha went to Shunan. But on our 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 Bible, the Expositor's Bible, it fell on on a day that Elisha passed to Shuman. So the interpretation here is that Elisha is now the the, the man in charge of the kingdom of God and the prophet of the Lord in the area. The battle between uh, uh, between the forces of God, Israel. And and uh, Edomites, and of course uh, uh, Rahab or Jerome, the son of Ahab. It's all over. And so Elisha is finding a place to serve. He doesn't know how he's going to serve, but he is actually making decisions. So it it, it says one day Elisha went to Shunem, which is a city a place in the southern border of Israel. So in terms of, uh, of movement here uh, of Elisha, you're going to find him in Mount Carmel. Now Mount Carmel is the mountain north of the Lake of Galilee where the transfiguration took place. Then you have Mount, uh, you have, uh, Mount Carmel, I'm sorry, Mount Carmel. That, that's that, that's the that's the place where. Uh, uh, the Mount Carmel. I'm sorry. Mount Carmel is 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 where Elisha, Elijah, slaughtered 450 prophets of Baal. And so you're gonna find Elisha in Mount Carmel. You're gonna find the Shunammite, Shunammite woman, which is a wealthy, well-to-do woman. In the border of of southern portion region of, of of the Lake of Galilee, and so it says, and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So the prophet passes by, and this well-to-do woman offered him a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat, and of course. Uh, she said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way 
is a holy man of God. So this woman, the Shunammite woman, had an idea of the presence of God. So how do you put the great prophet Elisha in contact with this family? It's because God is leading this family. God is leading uh, this, this prophet. And there's something that's going to happen. So, so, so when you come into this, this uh, translation, which is the uh, Expositor Study Bible, it simply says, It fell on that day that Elisha passed to Shuma, meaning he is led to go to Shuma. He is going to meet this woman, which is a wealthy woman, and of course her husband was an older man. So whenever he came by, he stopped to eat there to eat. And then it says, uh, she said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. So how did a Shunammite woman that Elisha was a holy man of God, which is just a, an expression that is not often used to, to, in the New Testament or the, holy, or the Old Testament. She saw in Elisha something very, very holy. And so she suggested her husband, so let's make a small room on the roof, put a bed in there, a table, a chair, a lamp, and when he comes by, he can stay there. And of course, all of us know that uh, what really is happening here is, is that if there is a prophetic presence in the life of someone, it's often uh, expressed as someone making a special room somewhere in the house so the man of God can stay. And that's really sweet. And of course, this is exactly what she did, and her husband agreed with her, and they built this room for him. And so one day, when Elisha came by, verse, uh, verse 11, he went up to his room and laid there down there. Elisha just knew that's his room to stay. He went up. Went up means that the room where he was given by this family is on top of their house. He had to climb up there to get there. And so he said to his servant Jehazi, so now another person comes in the picture. Jehazi is a servant of Elisha. And if you look back into Dalton, where Elijah saw out the window, Jehazi was the, uh, uh, the servant uh, in, in that case. So now you, 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 you find that there's, there's Elisha, Shunammite woman, and a servant. And the servant served the prophet of God. Call the Shunammite, he, he said, call her. And, and she stood before him. If you go into uh, uh, verse 11 on, on our translation, on the, on the Exposure to Study Bible, it says, He fell on that day, and he came tighter, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to, to his servant Jehazi, Call the Shunammite. And when she had, he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto, and he, and, and he said unto him, now this is a, something here that begins. He is talking to the woman through the servant Jehazi. So why is that the case? It, it, is, it is the case because <clears throat> he wants to make sure that he respects her since she's a married woman. It says, 
say now, say now unto her, you have been careful from us with this care. I mean, the, the furniture, the room, and all of that. And, uh, and what it is to be done for you. What can I do for you? And here's what I can do for you. I'd be, uh, I can speak to the king about you, or a captain of the host. And, uh, uh, and, and she said, I dwell among the people. I don't need any servants. I don't need any favor. I just want to honor the men of God. I, I'm not going to uh, do anything uh, to put myself above my people. I'm a simple woman. I happen to be rich. And, uh, and I just want to honor your presence. So in verse 14, and he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she has no child, and her husband is old. Now the prophet, the prophet is being informed by the, man of, by, by the, the servant that this woman had no husband, number one, and, that, and, and her husband is old means she couldn't have a child. But as you continue the story, you're going to notice that God did not reveal this to the prophet. Why? You see, some people think that the word of knowledge, the Holy Spirit, informs everything about all that's happening in terms of personal ministry. But there are situations where the Holy Spirit will not inform you as the prophet in the place. You have to sort of uh, use somebody else. And in this case... The great prophet Elisha is using Gehazi, which is really interesting, because why didn't Elisha hurt himself? Why not? Why not God speak to him about this woman that she was she was she didn't have a child, and also that her husband was old, so they couldn't have a child. It's like it's like a it's like a, a puzzle here to to understand that God uses others to inform you of what God wants to do. Okay, in other words, being prophetic doesn't mean that you're going to hear from God directly at all times. It means that there are, there are times where you will hear somebody else telling you. And so, so he called her. And when he had called her, look, look, look at that. She stood in the door. So in a way, this woman had knew her place in terms of personal ministry, knew the prophet, understood very carefully to make sure that, uh, that, he, that she would respect his abode, his place to stay. She didn't get in the room and sit down on the furniture. She stood at the door. Does that speak volumes to, uh, 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 to how God relates to people, how God... See, it's a type of character that this woman is displayed. She knew her place. She knew exactly what to do and what not to do. Amen? Okay, so, when, 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 uh, so he said, what then is to be done for her? Well, I want to help her, Jehazi. What I can do? Well, you can do, actually. She has no child. Her husband is old, so there's no child. And so he, he said, now this he said here is the prophet on verse 16. And he said, now notice that now he is prophesying not to, through Jehazi, to relate to the woman. He is prophesying as God 
speaking to him, and now he's going to say something that is directly to whoever is in the presence of the meeting in the room, which means the Shonadite woman and, and Jehazi, because he's direct. Take a look. And he said, about this season, about this time, let me go to the NIV because NIV sort of chews a little bit. It's verse 16. It says this, about this time next year, about this season, about this time next year, meaning that we're talking about a time of 12 months, about this time next year. Elisha said, You will hold a son in your arms. You will embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, you men of God, do not lie unto your handmaid. Don't 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 do this to me like a <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, it's impossible. The same thing happened to uh Sarah of old. Uh, the woman was incredulous. She didn't believe. She couldn't, she couldn't realize this. Now, so now you have an idea of, of where she is, her state of mind, and her deep faith to a point. It's, it is actually, it's actually showing you where she is spiritually. I recognize you are men, holy men of God, but I don't think you can sort of uh, come up with a child. On, on the other side, Okay, so let's take a look. Verse 17. And the woman conceived. <laughs> it's verse 17. Let's go back to that. And the woman became pregnant. Now it has to be a miracle because the husband is an old man. He had to have faith to take, to, to take pride. He had to have faith that they, they kept trying. Well... All I can understand here is that a miracle, when, when he prophesied that she would have a son, then the husband would have to be enticed in order to have a child. And God used this man. He's an old man. And God, God used him to, to, make, to do a miracle, which is really an amazing thing. Uh, and she said, No, my Lord, you men of God... Do not lie unto your handmaid. In other words, please don't say this. Don't lie, men of God. But the, but the woman became pregnant. In the next year, about the same time, she gave birth to a son just as Elisha had told her. So she was pregnant in three months out of twelve, in nine months conceiving a, carrying a baby. Now, is this important to understand a prophetic statement. The prophetic always obeys the time of seasons, the moment of the miracle, the prophetic statement. You know, it's all started with Elisha passing by Shunem. Because if he came there in Shunem two months later, it will change the whole thing. In other words, the Lord is saying to Elisha, you run on my clock. And so I say to you, when you are involved in ministry, and you are involved in what to do in terms of what God wants you to do with your life for the benefit of the kingdom, there is a clock working. 
You have to be very careful not to make the clock something you'd want to do, but allow the Lord to activate the clock. If the Lord activates the clock, it's under, it's under an order, a prophetic statement, and it will happen. Uh, I remember when I met Mary Lucy. I met her on a bus stop in the city of Brasilia, Brazil. When I saw her, I knew I was going to get married to her. That night, we became engaged. And a week later, I asked her family for her hand. And six months later, I married her in Madison, Florida, First United Methodist Church. It was a, it was pound, 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 pound. Now, who told me that Mary Lucy would be my wife? A black man called, uh, uh, his name was uh, Oscar. Now, Oscar had a, uh, a, a, a thing that distinguished him as a prophetic guy. All the money he made, he would save and put a gold teeth, a cover uh, on the teeth. So when he smiled, it's gold everywhere. Okay? This is the way he saved his money. So when he finally got married, he took all the gold and bought a house. I never forget Oscar. He just had this. He came to me and said, I found a wife for you. And when I went around the bushes and I looked, he pushed me. And I, and I just stepped down on the floor. And, and Mary Lucy was looking at me. What are you doing here? You're Ricardo, aren't you? Said, yes, you're Mary Lucy. And that was it. I invited her to go to the movie that night. I kissed her in the midst of the movie. What was the name of the movie? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Goldfinger. Da, da, da. I know. Of course, I didn't watch the movie at all. You know, I was just staring at her like I'd never seen an angel before. So now, verse 17. And the woman conceived and bore a son. That he went out, conceived and bore a son. Is that right? At the, that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. In other words, he came in on the 12 months. In three months she was conceived. And in nine months the baby was born. Now that's how God works. Okay. That's how God works. He works within the time of the plan of God for your life, not in your thinking. So let's take a look at the rest of the story. Because something happened to this boy. And when the child was grown, it fell on, it fell on a day. Let's take a look at verse 18. And when the child, the child grew... Now, the child grew, meaning that the child must have been like eight or nine years old or seven years old. It couldn't be a year old or two years old. This, this is childhood. Right. So, we're talking about eight or seven years. So, suddenly, where is the prophet? He is doing his ministry. And suddenly, they begin to think. And the child was with his father and they were doing harvest. He said, my head, my head, my head, my head, my head. And the father told a servant, carry him to his mother. 
After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat up on her lap until noon. Meaning that this boy must have been four years old, five years old. Not more than that, because he had to sit on the mother's lap. And the word says, and he died. It could have been uh, verse, verse uh, a died of a stroke or a brain hemorrhage. It, it, it just just took his life. Amen. Verse uh, verse uh, eighteen is ours. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother. The boy sat up on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the men of God. Now, we're talking about putting all things together. She, 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 when the boy passed away in her arms, he knew she knew where to take the boy. She, he went upstairs and laid the boy on, on the bed that she made up for the prophet. She called her husband and said, Please send one of your servants a donkey so I can go to the men of God quickly and return. Hurry up, do something. And why, 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 why go to him today, he asked. And she said, It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. or uh, So, new moon simply is one of the festivals of, of, a, of, a, of, of, a, of a false deity. The Sabbath is a, is a time of the Lord. So the husband is really not too well with knowing and understanding the will of God. So you, you begin to find out here that, that the husband is ignorant about God, and this woman is all with him. And so she settled the donkey and said to her servant, Don't stop, go, don't talk to anybody, and go. Verse, uh, and when he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant, Yehazi, Look, the Shunammite woman, run, meet her, and, and, and ask her, what's wrong? She said, everything is all right, she said. When she reached the man of God at the mountain. Now, the mountain here is Mount Carmel. Because he was in Mount Carmel. Which is kind of interesting. I've been there. It's a long way up. It takes 10, 15 minutes by the bus. And the bus is, is climbing that highway. On the left is olive trees. And people are selling oil, olive oil. It's straight up. So, the question here, she stood, she took hold of his feet. And Gehazi tried to say, don't touch the prophet, please don't do that. And the prophet says, leave her alone, she's in bitter distress. Now, now is God revealing to the prophet her state of mind? Not really, he saw her. He discerned her. She was totally out of her mind. And yet she's trying to be in composure and, and to be balanced. But there is something wrong. Leave her alone. She's in bitter distress. But the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. In other words, I don't know. Now look at it again. A great prophet Elisha is not aware of why in the woman, why in the world the woman is in the condition that she is. Again, you're depending on the servant to tell him what's going on. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord? She said, did not tell you. Don't raise my hopes. Did not told you that 
not to tell me I was going to have a child. Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak in your belt. (laughs) In other words, I want you to do some running. So what's going on down here? Is the location where the two were. He could see the Shunammite woman down there. But there was a distance in between. And so Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak in your belt, take my staff in your hand, and run. If you meet anyone, do not agree with him. If, you, if, you, if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. The staff is the, is the symbol of spiritual authority even today. It's a piece of wood that's go up and has a curve on the top. The staff here is what David used to reprimand the, the bad animals uh, uh, that belonged to Jesse, his father. Lay my staff on the boy's face. So meaning that Elisha had already done certain things with the staff. But the child's mother said, As sure as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up, so he got up and followed her. Gehazi went up on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went up again to meet Elisha and told him, The boy has not awakened. Meaning, Meaning that this idea of going up and down is that Mount Carmel is on top of the mountain overlooking the Jezreel Valley. And of course, it's a high place in Israel where Elijah slaughtered the prophets of Baal. So, so it, it, there's, a, there's a moving forward and down and, and the, the two parties are trying to meet. And, and of course, when Elisha reached the house, there was a boy laying dead on his couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Which is really the same thing that happened to Jesus as he meets... Uh, what, what, what is the miracle of the, of the Talita Kum? He meets the priest in Capernaum. And as he talks to the priest, the priest says, My daughter is dead at the house. And Jesus began to go to the house and find the house filled with people. He took everybody out, and Jairus and his wife, and, and Peter, James, and John went in the house, and they uh, and they and they reprimanded the spirit of death, and Talita came out, Talita cum, Talita rise. The same thing here. Okay, he simply just began to. Elijah reached the house, and there was a boy lying dead in the couch. He went in, shut the door of the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then the boy, he got up on the bed and laid upon the boy, mouth to mouth, eye to eye, hands to hands. He stretched himself upon the boy, but the body became warm. Elijah turned again and walked back and forth in the room, and then got on the bed and stretched upon the boy again, and the boy sneezed seven times. So what do you mean? A lot of people say that uh, sneezing in terms of deliverance means that a spirit left the body. I, I, I've had sneezes that just kept on going, not just 7, but 10, 15, 20. And the person is totally delivered. So let me, let me say to you this. Uh, this is a prophet in the, in the Old Testament, Elisha. 
Now, Pentecost has occurred, and the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon your life. There's more power on one of you to pray for something or for somebody than it was in the life of Elisha. Now, take a look at uh, the boy opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite woman. And he did. And when she came, he said, Take your son. She, he, she came in, fell at his feet, bowed to the ground, took her son, and went out. In other words, she knew that when she met Elisha, Elisha the first time, she stayed at the doorpost. But when Elisha gave her permission to come in, she came in, prostrated herself on the floor, humbled herself before the Lord, and then picked up her son, meaning the boy must have been four or five years of, years of age for her to pick him up. Because it says down here, she took her son and went out. May the Lord bless you today. And as you uh, finish this 30 minutes, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, reveal to my brother and sister, Lord, the perfect will of God in small things. Reveal, God, uh, to that one that uh, wants a revival. Reveal the time, the moment. Reveal to the one that received the miracle, the time and the moment. Reveal to the one that needs a baby, the time and the moment. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.